Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast about people who die. I'm your host, Angela, and today I'm joined by my friend Amanda. Say hi. Hi. Who agreed to be my guest because uh, I think you're the last of my friends now in the city. <laughs> so I'm going to start grabbing strangers at some point, and you'll probably repeat um, guest because I don't like talking to myself. So we're going to be doing a murder from this province, and it's pretty recent ish you you would have heard about it in the news you would have been old enough to hear about the story and when you hear it you might trigger some memories okay donna ellen jones was born on christmas day 1975 in ottawa canada and her life was plagued with terrible parenting and a negative environment at the hands of her father basically her dad told her that like she wasn't worthy of a human being because she, first of all, was a girl. So when she grew up, she should just honor her husband. That's what she was put on this earth for. Oh, wow. That attitude. So she didn't have a great start. Let's just say that. And of course, because of all the picking from her parents, especially her dad, she grew self-conscious about her appearance and weight, which she never outgrew which sounds like every Asian person that I know <laughs> and most girls that I know have weight issues and self um, image issues. Definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm. So she graduated from Carleton University and had a job at the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. And all of her friends described her as a bubbly, outgoing and absolute sunshine. But this won't last very long because unfortunately she's going to meet someone really shitty who's going to lead her down like a really shitty path but despite like the fact that you know she seemed outgoing and happy she was very self-conscious of her lazy eye and her weight and had told a therapist that she would fear that she'd be alone forever because she was basically single until she was 30 oh wow and i get that because i went through high school without dating anyone so you know I don't even like I got married when I met Nick when I was 23 mm-hmm. but up until that point like I wasn't really with anyone like I was, I was with one person for like a month that doesn't really count <laughs> it's true I was a really shitty girlfriend so it doesn't count because I was terrible and hopefully he never listens to this podcast <laughs> um so in the summer of 2005 they that changed when Donna met Rufer Mark Hutz And soon after they met, Donna began to pull away from her friends and family, even letting her job slip in the process. When she did show up, friends started noticing a difference in Donna. Um, The difference was unfortunately signs of domestic abuse, such as bruises on Donna's body and overhearing phone conversations between Mark and Donna, where Donna, like Mark would verbally abuse her, like he would yell at her and be like, you have to be home. Like, you have to get me this right now. If you don't do this, I'll kill you. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, despite all the signs, Donna became engaged to Mark. And they began to plan plan their wedding for September 2007. Like, friends planned an intervention and basically begged Donna not to marry him. Because they knew that he was a really shitty person and he was really bad for her. And they had seen all the signs of abuse from the anger Mark showed when Donna danced with a teenage boy best man at a wedding Mm -hmm. donna leaving abruptly to buy mark orange juice for cooked dinner and bruises shaped like handprints that she insisted was from rough sex oh wow so she was in great denial of any abuse basically being like he's never he never would do that to me or he's never done any of these things to me Mm -hmm. um so she she gets married anyways 
Oh, wow. Like, which meant that, like, the friends that she, that were in her wedding party who were trying to get her not to marry him ended up not being friends with her anymore because I think it was just too hard to watch someone fall that yeah. deeply. Like, you're like, you really need to get help. And she was in such a big denial. And it sucks. The signs were also evident to her co-workers who would overhear Mark saying things like, where are you and where are you going? And you better be fucking home tonight, Donna Jones. If you're not here, I'll kill you, your family, and myself. Wow. Donna said that Mark needed the support only she could give. So in 2009, Donna had gone from 162 pounds to 101 pounds. Oh, my God. Like, she basically wasn't eating anymore. And she started wearing turtlenecks. And wearing very heavy makeup that didn't hide the bruises on her face. That's really sad. Yeah. She also had a limp that never went away. A split lip that never healed. And burns that covered her arms and legs. Wow. And when she was asked about it, she would tell them that it was a cooking accident. You know, when someone dies in the story, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um... Her coworker warned her that if she didn't leave him, he would end up killing her. And Donna said, it's not as bad as you think. But definitely was. Although she had her own job and was fairly frugal, Donna handed all of her financial control to Mark and basically bought him whatever he wanted. Like he wanted a truck, so she bought him a truck, an ATV, a snowmobile, a snowboard, and other high value items. But that also meant that she was filing for bankruptcy at this point because she had spent all of her money on him. Like she also bought the house that they were living in. She was spending all of her own money. Oh my god! I'm not like it's it's just it's so abusive and it's so disgusting. But I just like what kind of mental state was she in that he was able to break her out easily? Yeah, because it wasn't like two like two years. Well, they got married in 2007, he married in 2005, but still, like, she stayed with him to get married. Yeah. The conditioning he would have to do within that time would yeah. have been intense. She already had pretty low self-esteem, obviously, but lots of people do, and I just feel so bad for her, because you can tell that she was, she needed help, but she couldn't seek it, because she didn't, I don't know, it just, I've never been in a position like that, so I have no idea what, what it's like to be her. Yeah. In 2009... Donna was seen with oozing burns on her arms that seemed to be infected, and she refused medical attention. Oh. And on December 6, 2009, Donna's dead body was found on a mattress made of couch cushions in the basement of her home. Like, not even on a bed, but in the basement. Oh, wow. And the windows were open in December in Ottawa because it smelled so bad in there from her decomposing body. Oh. Yeah. Her blood dotted and streaked the walls and floors, and the bathroom had an arsenal of weapons, including two pellet guns and half a dozen knives, two with red stains. I'm not sure if they figured made like they are sure it was blood because it didn't say, but I'm pretty sure it's blood at that point. So when questioned, Mark said that Donna had fallen into a fire pit. Hmm. And when that didn't line up with the wounds on her body admitted that he doused her with boiling water by accident. Oh, my God. What he said is that he had been cooking spaghetti that she loved to death and had hit a pot in anger, not realizing that she was behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was 11 days ago. Wow. So she she was in the basement and suffering for 11 days. Like, after she died is when he called 911. Wow. 
Um, during those 11 days, Donna spoke to her mom and her friends on the phone, never mentioning the scolding or calling 911. At one point, she did ask her mom about like how to treat scolding, but didn't say anything else. Mm-hmm. So her, I think her mom just assumed like, you know, you like hurt yourself with boiling water yourself. Right. And her mom said that like Donna sounded like she had a cold and Donna replied with, don't worry about me. I got Mark here and he's going to take care of me. Yeah. 40% of her body had been burnt. Oh my God. It was a lot of water and she sounded rather sick on the phone and her friends made a third party complaint to the police about Mark's previous abuse the day after the scalding incident. But it was left uninvestigated until after her body was found because they don't do that kind of checks. And I don't even know where in the world cops even care now about that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. Because they wouldn't have filed for any domestic abuse. No, even if they do a wellness check, I've had to do a wellness check on somebody before. Yeah. And if they're told by that person that they're fine, they have a legal mandate to turn around and go away. Jeez. Yeah. But I mean, I like if they had seen her, yeah. then maybe they would have been like, obviously not fine because yeah. of the burns. But but I guess she could have just shown up with like a blanket over herself and yeah. been like, oh, I'm just got a cold. And that's really tragic. Yeah. Like it, it seemed like it, she was, that was the dust. It was destined to end something along these lines because it wasn't, it wasn't ending well for her. No. Um, Many experts have said that this was due to a traumatic bonding, which is a cycle of abuse in which intermittent reinforcements of reward and punishment creates a powerful emotional bond that is resistant to change. So I had to look that up because I was like, I don't even know what a traumatic bond is. Mm-hmm. Um, this was evident in the hundreds of notes that were found in the house ranging like that mark had written for donna being like you're a terrible wife but also like hundreds of notes being like you're my angel i love you my angel like constantly telling her how much he loves her and stuff right so it was like it was like jekyll and hyde kind of thing where he'd give her love and then take it back and then give her more love and then take it back wow yeah it was also found that during this time, Mark had been making calls to his ex-girlfriend and had some of his things basically packed up. Like oh, wow. he was he he didn't think this was his fault. Right. Because it's kind of like, well, she was next to the phone. She could have called for help herself. Wow. And you know, I'm pretty that's the defense he does use. And I'm pretty sure that if this ever happened again, they would use the exact same defense of like, well, they could have helped themselves. And it's like not after you broke them. Yeah. During the autopsy, Mark's abuse of Donna started to become more disgusting, and they found 29 pellets from an air rifle gun lodged into her skin. Wow. And to make matters worse, at least two of those pellets were in, like, put in during the 11 days, like, after he threw that boiling water on her and before she died. So he literally kicked her while she was down. That's, that's just horrific. Just, Yeah. So forensic pathologist Christopher Milroy testified that the gun must have been fired from a short distance of a few feet for the pellets to penetrate the skin. Wow. And I didn't really think of that because, like, I've never gotten shot by an airsoft gun. Yeah. I don't, want, I don't like getting shot by things. Yeah. I know I'm American and, like, that's, that's a good assumption, but I don't like getting shot in case you're wondering. <laughs> Not even my water guns, so <laughs> don't do that. 
Um, some of those pellets have been in her for a long time, long enough to show signs of lead poisoning, but the dosage wasn't high enough to actually kill her with the lead poisoning. Oh my god! So just inside of her. Yeah. Are pellet guns like pellets made out of lead? I don't know. I know I've seen like the plastic ones, but I didn't know anything else about it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've never personally used one. I know my stepbrothers had some sort of gun like that, but I don't. I couldn't have told you what the, the bullets were made out of. You didn't have like a shitty like relative try to shoot you with one. No. Okay. Luckily, <laughs> I know like Nick's dad shoots birds with them. Right. Like, if they like, I think he, he really hates pigeons. Or oh, no, I'm sorry, he shoots squirrels because they oh, okay. eat out of the bird feeder. I yeah. think it's a country thing. Right. To shoot at animals, um, I don't endorse it, but you know, you're living the country. I can't tell you how you live your life yeah. there. Like you kill animals all the time there, right? Yeah. So that's at least in like bear trap. I don't know if that's worse or not. Um, he she also had nine fractured ribs, a broken nose, two black eyes, and many cuts and bruises and scrapes on her head, knees, and legs. All injuries caused during the eleven days. Oh, my God. So it wasn't just, like, the pellet gun. It was an extensive amount of abuse that went on. Yeah. But on top of that, there were still old injuries they found because she never went to a hospital for any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that included seven calloused ribs, a broken left finger, fractured right wrist, a nightstick fracture, which is a fracture in a forearm. And I think that's, like, when you're, like, trying to defend yourself and someone, like, hits you. Right. And then I think she learned from at that point she's not supposed to do that because just war. I don't know. Like, everything about this was just kind of, like, what did he do? To, like, how did he break someone like this? Yeah. Joel Fish, a medical director of the burn unit of the hospital for sick children, said that if Donna had received proper medical treatment, she would have had virtually zero, like 100% chance of survival. Wow. Like, it was just a burn. It doesn't, like, the boiling water really would hurt a ton. And I think that I read somewhere that she was basically in a ton of pain those Mm -hmm. those 11 days. I'm not even sure how she didn't tell someone like she talked to so many people on the phone how did none of them like how did she not scream at one of them being like oh my god it hurts like yeah how are you trained so much that you don't mention that yeah and now that i think about it like when um they talked about all the burns that she had on her body i don't think this was the first time he like splashed her with boiling water like i think it was a reoccurring thing in whatever he was doing to her wow like and she wasn't like she was pretty like she wasn't like gorgeous in like the ways that like people in society see her but she was pretty and there's no reason that like she needed to have such low Mm self-esteem not that anyone does but it was just so sad yeah and he was the wrong person for her for sure oh absolutely i don't think he's the right person for anyone ever but no yeah and mark said that his wife fought kicking and screaming to avoid the hospital the day before she died and basically said that she was scared of the hospital. But the pathologist said that she, um, she'd she probably just been lying there dying and doing nothing else because she would have lost, like, I don't think she was probably eating during those 11 days. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so I'm not really sure how she would have been able to really stop him from doing something. On top of that, like, he has a phone upstairs. If he was really worried about her, he would have called someone. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark's lawyers didn't try to say that he wasn't abusive or anything. Like, it's it was – it's so hard. I Like, you know, because you have to get a lawyer for both sides. And once something like this happens, like, how do you defend someone like that? Yeah. 
So like what they come up with is like kind of like the best they can do. Mm -hmm. And they basically said that it wasn't his abusive Donna that caused her death because her death was caused by the fact that she didn't go to the hospital. Yeah, they're trying to say like, well, if she had gone herself help, like it's not like she wasn't talking to other people. And they did agree that, Mm -hmm. that Mark did torture her. Right. Beyond comprehension is their exact words. And Mark told police that he never meant to burn his wife and begged her over and over again to get help. But she refused, Mm -hmm. which is maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like that cycle of abuse is so disgusting. I have no idea. But he then said that he had an anger, like an anger problem and that his parents were drunks and he was beaten by his mom's boyfriend and his father and like as if like being abused as a child will explain away the fact that he was this monster. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of people do get be- like no, it's unfair but it's true like a lot of people do get have like you know not ideal housing situations mm-hmm. and some of their parents do beat them and you don't hear about this kind of stuff happening. No. Like I, I'm wondering where he learned. How can you learn something so disgusting, like throwing boiling water at someone? Yeah. Like, what would you have observed that? Yeah. So maybe the internet's actually a lot more disgusting than I think. <laughs> so he pled guilty of criminal negligence because he didn't obviously didn't want to say that it was murder, mm-hmm. and that was the cause of the death was his negligence of you know not helping her, but the crown wasn't having it. And was like, nah, he's guilty of first-degree murder. Good. And the jury took less than a day to deliberate. And on June 7th, 2013, Mark was found guilty of first-degree murder. And he was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years, the maximum penalty in Canada. That's great. I'm not really sure, though. Like, is Canada like America where you they, they say one thing, but then, like, five years later, you're like, just kidding. You're going to go free now. Pretty much. Really? I mean, yeah. Uh, it's it's not that case or that type of thing with every specific case that comes before them, but too many and the large, vast majority of them, they might get, say, 15 or 25 to life, and then they get... X number of years taken off for uh, time served as they were doing their trial. So then it gets bumped down to say if it was 15 years and it gets bumped down to like maybe only seven or eight that's left and And then good good behavior behavior. and then, yep. And so they get out a hell of a lot faster. Life does not mean in most cases life up in Canada, which is disgusting. I mean, it's the same thing in America. So I can't say anything (laughs) about it either. It's just, I've like, I I had all every, everyone knows that like domestic violence exists. I just had never heard of someone dying in, in this extent. Cause yeah, you I think like you only really hear survivor stories. A lot of people who die, like they're it's kind of like just talked about quickly, no obituary, and that's it. Yeah, and I want to know like more about like this whole like bonding of like the torturous bonding or whatever that's going on because it's like how how mm-hmm. how do you end up in this terrible cycle even like i had low self like i had low self-esteem when i was in high school and stuff but like i can't even imagine what she had gone through that she put herself in that situation as well like not that it's her fault but yeah like how could how could he play with her like that yeah 
because uh, hopefully he his ex girlfriend wasn't treated the same way because that because the fact that he was she was still talking to him afterwards like not oh. knowing after not knowing that she was like his wife was dead but the fact that he had, yeah they were yeah. still communicating and then he had his things apparently packed as well, well. they just like they mentioned that like his um clothes were neatly put put away like he was ready for his next like out or something oh wow. but I read some of that in the sun and you know they kind of like sprinkle words to make right. it more pretty or make it more seem like a thing right yeah so i'm not sure but that's, yeah that was my story that's terrible i know that poor woman <laughs> i don't know even know why we're laughing but it is terrible and i i implore anyone that knows anyone who's going through any sort of domestic violence to reach out not to me because i don't know what to do with that but to you know actual authorities to know what they're doing because this shouldn't happen and like people no one should be treated this way and it's awful so you told me i can use a really terrible story for you (laughs) all of my other um like girlfriends were like you can't use a murder story on me and no children can die and i'm like oh i lull myself to sleep with dateline stories yeah. so you can you can hit me up with the murder stories they're real you want. they're real they're real strong that's yeah. the problem and so yeah. sometimes like you fall asleep and you're like just kidding i can't sleep now because now i'm thinking about like someone crawling into my room or something yeah it's yeah. like two or three extra checks on that locked door is always I know. a necessity. But there was that one London serial killer who climbed up um, balconies. Yes. And that's the reason why I'm kind of like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Your dog's not going to save you or mine isn't for sure. Oh, mine wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. My dog would be like, oh, I want to be my best friend. Yep. <laughs> the worst guard Yep. <laughs> um, I do actually have a podcast shout out this time. Um, I recently connected, like recently as in like literally this morning, like I woke up, connected to one called the Asian Madness Podcast, which is run by um, someone from Taipei, um, Taiwan, mm-hmm. which I love that city. So it was great. I haven't listened in yet because I literally just heard about them like four hours ago, but I am shouting them out because there aren't that many Asian um, content creators especially in the true crime genre. So I always get really excited. So I'm going to listen to them. And I think all of my listeners should too. Um, Thank you for listening to my podcast. You can follow me on all the social medias. You can email me at peoplekeepdying at gmail.com. If you get to the end of the episodes, eventually I'm going to have a contest. I'm going to slip in real fast and then see if anyone catches it. Um, And yeah, you can email me at peoplekeepdying at gmail.com. And I think that's it. So hopefully you're not dead next week and this episode will come out soon. So hopefully you'll also listen to it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, by the way. No problem. And now is when we both say bye. So bye. bye.